You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. doing mighty fine in terms of what we're talking about today on the rewind with basa of course we have to talk about different events happening around the city we're doing a black business spotlight we're talking about the fulton county da because you guys know everyone's been going out on her for attacking these hip-hop artists through their lyric irv Gotti finally speaks on why he keeps bringing up ashanti and apparently there was a monkey pox hoax that let's just say it went a little left or did it either who we're talking about that all today and more right here on rewind with basa okay you guys Let's do the simple things. Events. For starters, of course, Hamilton is still going down right here in the city. I will play you guys a commercial for Hamilton in a little bit. Aside from Hamilton, Kevin Gates is going to be in town. I want to say this Wednesday. Yeah, he's going to be at Showbox Soto this Wednesday. Ironically, he was supposed to be at Wamu, but now he's going to be at Showbox Soto. But we digress. We have pop-up markets at Pier 62. And we have Pier Sounds happening at Pier 62. Of course, myself, Trey Holiday, and G-Prez will be there on Sunday. So make sure you guys pull up for that. Now, in terms of our Black Business Spotlight, you guys, I want to do a quick spotlight on Portia Drummer, a.k.a. Polly. You guys, Polly actually owns Elemental's Healing Boutique. You guys, it is a full-blown crystal shop in the Central District, okay? So I ended up finding out about Elementals by doing a workshop with Africatown. So basically, they split us up in groups. Each group went to a different shop, and my shop just happened to be a Black-owned crystal shop. So the whole point of it was to teach the kids how to do some journalistic stories. So it's like, okay, you go to this crystal shop, you look around, how do you tell a story, and how do you get people to actually want to pull up? Let me tell you something. The middle video right here is everything that I ended up buying. That big red crystal. I don't remember what it's called, but apparently it's for grounding and communication, which is so crazy because when I freaking touched the crystal, I promise you guys, my lip ended up quivering. I started shaking and literally I walk up to Polly and I said, what is this? (laughs) And then she explained it and I was like, Let me get that too, okay? And as you can see, one of the other things I got was some Florida water, that little gold thing in that jar that is a Yoni steam. And then I also ended up buying that water bottle, which has a crystal in it. Now, speaking of the Yoni steam, I know a lot of people have been looking for Yoni steams out here. And I say that because I've had people ask me about it. They do Yoni steams, okay? And if I actually go back to that first video that I ended up showing you, The middle room is actually her Yoni steam room, okay? So, look, if you guys ever need a Yoni steam, if you guys actually need even just some crystals or you need some books on crystals, books on herbs, heck, you saw all those herbs that were on that wall. She pretty much has anything and everything that you need for crystal healing. She also does some sound baths so that way you can basically clear out your energy. And honestly, you guys, you know I am big on (laughs) positive vibes. I'm big on not liking to be where the energy just feels stank and I'm very very big on saging and you know lighting Palo Santo in the home I definitely did all of that yesterday when I came back home from Portland but when you walk in there you just feel so good and I just felt so good spending all my money there because honestly I've been really trying to find crystals out here that are closer to me than having to go all the way out to like South Center Renton or even over at Roosevelt I'm literally now able to go to a black owned crystal shop right in the CD which is where I grew up so if you guys need one pull up on Polly I will put the address 
in here. Now, with that being said, make sure you guys pull up on Polly over at Elemental's Healing Boutique. In the meantime, between time, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we got to talk about my experience at PDX Hip Hop Week. Hey, y'all. My name is Nicole Harvey, and I proudly serve as the Director of Community and Family Engagement at Seattle Jazz Ed. And I'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of October. So if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music, whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time, we have saved a seat for you. For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299. Welcome back to Rewind with Besa. Let me tell you something real quick before we talk about PDX Hip Hop Week. In a world where you almost feel like you are truly in the metaverse, I think it's so dope that they are doing this for the kids over at Jazz Ed. And fun fact, I feel like I told you guys this before, but in elementary and in middle school, I actually played the clarinet. And believe it or not, I ended up having to buy a used clarinet because it was just too expensive for my family to actually afford. So if you're able to get your kids in a program where they're teaching them about music and you don't even have to pay for the instrument, I definitely say you need to take absolute advantage of this. Not because you can't afford it and you don't want to have to pay for it, but I just really feel like a lot of times the kids that just don't have the extra funds, well, really their parents don't have the extra funds, are really the ones that actually need these after school programming. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Go home and just sit at your mama's house or go sit at your dad's house or at your granny's house. Sometimes having that extra companionship with students and just having that extra thing to do to where rather than you're just going home and, you know, playing video games all day, you're learning an instrument, you're learning a skill. And for me, I was actually able to learn that I'm able to pick up how to play songs just by hearing them. These days, I can't read music, but eventually I actually stopped reading music when I was playing and I would just learn how to play it by listening to the music as the rest of the band was playing to literally know what notes that I needed to hit. But, you know, I am dyslexic, so that could be part of my dyslexic superpower. Anywho, you guys, in terms of Portland Hip Hop Week, I had a blast. First and foremost, I'm not going to front. The first thing I did when I got there was buy a new laptop. I've been buying used MacBooks for a minute it just because they're expensive okay however when you go to portland if you're able to buy the mac just buy it there the taxes are just non-existent and i'm not gonna front i feel like it was a little bit cheaper in portland but either way that was a very small part of my trip although it did make the rest of my trip a lot easier because my other macbook was a little bit slow i ended up trying a restaurant called canes rising or raising canes one of those two and i ended up also going to all of the pdx hip-hop week events i think i might have missed one or two events but there was a lot of events. So I think I did pretty good by only missing one or two. If I were to tell you my favorite event of all, it literally has to be the flip and flow event. Let me tell you why. The reason why I really enjoyed that event is that one, I was able to hear from different producers. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only was I able to hear from the producers, I was able to see the producer. It's so easy for you to hear a song and hear a beat and not necessarily know what the facial is for the person. In this particular case, the whole point of flip and flow is that you take a beat, or shall I say they give you a beat, and your job is to take that beat and 
flip it. Okay. Some people had a smooth section. There was a, a trap section. And I think there was like a, 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 a like a, there was a smooth section, a trap section, and one more. I can't remember what the other one was. Either way, each section had a different winner, okay? And then on top of that, there was a portion where there were artists that would take a beat and then they would make a song to it. That part I truly enjoyed because, you know, for me, being in Seattle and also being on Jammin', sometimes it could be a little hard for me to find out what artists are in Portland because I'm not there. If you guys know me from when I first started doing blogging out here, like, child, I've I'm freaking 32 now. I've been doing this since I was 19. So with that being said, when I first really started doing artist stuff was after I turned 21. So it was after I started doing like, after I kind of slowed down on doing like the party event reviews, I just started going to different events at the Crocodile or going to events at Numo's and Showbox, et cetera, et cetera. And meeting the artists once they got off stage, I would go to all the different local events, whether it was a local artist opening up for like a big artist, or it was just like a whole bunch of local artists that I just thought was dope because I would look up their name and I will see what their music sounds like. It's not always as easy for me to find those artists because I'm all the way over here. It was so much easier if I would go to a freaking event and maybe I didn't actually take the time to look up what artists were performing. And then I hear somebody and I'm like, ah, who is that? They are super dope. So at that particular point, once they get off the stage, I tap them and I'm like, hey, my name is Besa. But back then I went by name Besa, but we digress, y'all. You know, hey, I'm Besa. You know, I really like your music. I would love to interview you, yada, yada, yada. That is really how I was able to truly become Besa before Besa was actually on air out here. That is really how I made so many of my connections by literally just going to different shows, going to different events and just being like, hey, who put this event on? Hey, let me let me meet this artist. Let me meet this person's manager, like literally moving and grooving and Furthermore, I would always go by myself because I feel like when I go to events like that by myself, I'm able to meet more people. I think, well, you go to events with your friends. It's so easy just to sit in the corner with your friends and not actually talk to anybody, not actually meet anybody. Or sometimes you just feel bad because you're having a conversation with other people and you're leaving your friend out who might not really be there for networking, but you are. You feel me? Either way, the part of the show that really affected me the most was when Terrence Shaw won the artist portion of Flip and flow his passion his emotion his gratitude like literally i cried and oh my goodness i forget what the uh, other woman's name was that was on the panel with me it starts with a d she was crying and we were just like an emotional wreck because his emotions were so pure he was so surprised you know what i'm just gonna show you this little video and you'll actually be able to hear him acapella-ly sing the song that got him his cash prize. Plus, not only did they get a cash prize, you guys, they also got a radio play. And in case you guys don't know, DJ OG1, who was over PDX Hip Hop Week, is also the Trailblazers DJ. So they're going to get some Trailblazer play, some money, and some studio time, among other things. So here is what Taryn Shaw's reaction was once he won. I said I was trying not to be biased, right? I guess it was hard for the judges to come on up here, Torrance.
Yes, Raylan, you want to come up here and explain what's happening next, sir? Yeah, let's let Doris speak first. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. God is good, man. God is real good. Um, my move to Portland in March 2019 uh, was a personal one. I knew that I needed to do a lot of self-work, and I needed to get myself out of a space where it was a lot of distractions. Uh, though the history with Portland and Black people is rough, Portland has been a place where I've been able to learn myself, love myself, I'm in therapy, do that. Seeing this is beautiful because we this rewrites the narrative of whatever was before when it comes to us mm -hmm. being here. Mm -hmm. um, thank you to all of the natives, the, the black natives and the BIPOC natives of Portland for laying the ground stones for me to bring my black ass up here yeah. and be able to shine the way that I do. Um, I thank the judges because you all are amazing people who have, who have done and are doing amazing things. And so for you to be able to see me um, is everything. And let's go. I'm going to see my ass off. <laughs> I think things like this are so important for artists in just about every city, especially hip hop artists. You know, in a city like Seattle, you know, the, our whole freaking music industry is freaking gentrified. Let's just be frank about it. OK, we don't even have, you know, an actual hip hop hip hop station anymore. We have an old school hip hop station, but we don't have a hip hop station that's really able to truly hone in and just really properly support our artists that are out here the way that they deserve to be supported. Now, I know there are some stations, whether they're college stations or stations, with all due respect, I'm not talking about you guys, okay? I'm talking about big mainstream stations like Power 95, like, you know, Power 105, like Real 92. That, that's what I'm talking about, okay? I'm not shading you guys. I'm not saying that you're not important. I'm pretty sure someone's going to take it as a slight. It is what it is, okay? People know it feels a way when you walk into an iHeartRadio station Station, and you know that your music is going to be played on that radio station. That's a feeling that we don't really have here anymore. You know, you might get played on KEXP. That is still a big deal. Okay, KEXP actually has some really, really good numbers. Look them up. But as far as I know, and maybe I'm wrong, there are no mainstream stations really pushing our P&W artists like we used to. I mean, we already know what's going on, okay? I don't need to say it out loud. So with that being said, things like this, when you know good and well, you don't necessarily have a spot for your artist to really shine. It's very, very important, especially because you have people like me in the building. You know, I'm not only on my own air, I'm a recording academy governor. OK, you know, it's like not only am I on here, I'm on in four other cities. OK, I'm literally all the way down the West Coast, including Austin, Texas. These days, there was someone else there that works with the roots. You got OG one. You got so many people that are a part of these kind of events that. That when we are able to actually come together and support these artists, the guy that won, he I don't even think he had a thousand followers yet, but his talent was still his talent. And sometimes I think we get so flustered out with all of the politics of music, especially in a big city like Seattle, that we're not necessarily able to highlight artists like him that actually deserve to be highlighted, that actually deserve to be heard. That's why I really, really liked my new at 10 where I highlighted PNW artists that you should know about, because it's really it didn't matter to me how many followers that they had. It didn't. And honestly, after a while, I had to change it and make it to where it wasn't just PNW artists. It was just artists, period. Because for me, 
Where else are some of these artists going to have their moment to be played on the radio, their moment to be interviewed, like their moment to actually feel seen? As he said, he just moved here and he's so happy and so thankful to feel seen in a new city where we all know it's very impossible to be seen in a new city, let alone your own damn city. So I really do hope that we end up having more things like this. And when I do say more things like this, I mean more things like this that's truly put on without ego. Another great thing that happens during PDX Hip Hop Week is that they have awards, okay? There was a hip hop, wine, and chill where you literally listen to hip hop music, chilled and sipped wine. But there was also an award show and one of the people that was actually honored was my good sis, Trey Renee, legendary Trey Renee. You guys already know she's over there in um, Portland. She holds down, I want to say afternoons in Portland. She also has a TV show. She's an Emmy Award winner. Like, she's a big freaking deal. And one of the things that OG One and I really, really did talk about while we were out there was giving people their flowers. You know what I mean? Like, people waited until Nipsey was gone to give him his flowers, okay? Whether people really feel like he deserved those flowers or not. The point is, he's not able to smell those, okay? You guys waited until a tragic situation happened to properly honor this man when in reality we should be honoring our local legends now we have so many like local people that are and i hate the word local because i feel like people have truly watered it down but go with me we have so many people throughout the pnw that are doing such big things in the entertainment industry not even just music in the entertainment industry. And a lot of the times they don't even say that they're from the PNW. They just really move around, live their best lives. And you end up forgetting that they're from Seattle. They're from Tacoma. They're from Portland. You know, they're from Salem. They're from Bremerton. You know what I'm Bellingham, whatever. They're they're really just out living their best lives, not necessarily talking about where they're from, not because they're not proud, but because maybe it doesn't really matter to them. And honestly, we, you know, we are a very, very chill kind of area, but that doesn't mean that people do not feel a certain type of, I don't know, connection to community when people that you actually grew up around are honestly giving you your accolades and your flowers while you can smell them. Your flowers in the midst of your journey. Even when you feel like you're at a standstill, when people see you, child, that makes such a difference and it definitely recharges that battery that might have been actually going out. So if there's somebody out here in the music industry and in the entertainment industry or just anywhere in the PNW that is from here and you feel like you see them and they're doing good, do not be that person that sits here and is like, okay, I'm not going to give you your flowers hours now do it because let's <laughs> let's not act like there is not a lot of different deaths happening whether it's suicidal or a, a or a, a freak accident or you know a or some sort of a stray bullet or some some sort of club shooting house invasions there's a lot of crazy stuff going on aside from all of the crazy weathers that's happening did you guys hear that it's like flooding in different countries <laughs> well, I, I would sit here and talk about how it's over here flooded in all these countries, but we can talk about that a different day. Um, however, what I do want to say is we are in a point in our lives where we just have a lot. Of, we have a lot of precious time. OK, we have a, we, we're in a good point to where anything and everything can happen. So with that being said, this is the best time to make sure that you are really giving people those flowers. So shout out to OG one for putting on Portland Hip Hop Week. He could easily have made the whole goddamn event about himself, but he did 
didn't. He made the event to where he was literally highlighting other upcoming artists, other people that deserve their flowers. He gave them real awards. Like, it was a whole freaking vibe. And honestly, it felt so, so good to be in that building. And it also felt good to be someone that's from Seattle to actually have been accepted by everyone that was there. So with that being said, I also want to thank Converge Media for sending me down there. I stayed in a very, very nice hotel for those whole time that I was there. I want to say it's called Hotel Vance. Um, it's over in downtown Portland. Really, really cute hotel. So if you are ever in the downtown Portland area and you need to stay at a cute hotel, stay there because let me tell you something. Every single place that I pretty much ended up going to was walkable. If I needed to go shopping, I could walk there. If I needed to go get food, I could walk there. If or any, even if I didn't want to walk there, I could take a little two, three minute Uber. Like everything is very, very centralized in that area. So definitely pull up to Hotel Vance if you are ever in the Portland area. <clears throat> God damn, that was hella long. Look, I didn't bring no water, so this is what we gonna do. Uh, while I catch my breath, because that was a whole lot to say, we are gonna go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're talking about the Fulton County DA who officially addressed the question that a lot of people have been asking. Ma'am, are you really just targeting hip-hop artists and their lyrics? Of course, we're talking about that next, right here on Rewind with Asa. I'm past patiently waiting. I'm passionately passing every expectation, every action, not to creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. Welcome back to Rewind with Besa. Happy Tuesday. So check this out, you guys. Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, I think that's how you say her name, child, addresses claims that she's targeting members of the hip-hop community by using rap lyrics in Rico cases. Now, if you forgot, she's actually over a young thug's case. And, well, she's one of the many reasons why they are using those rap lyrics. So... Let me give you guys a quick refresher of who she is, and then I will play you guys her response. YSL enthusiast and or actual gang members are threatening someone they believe is cooperating with the state. And not only that person, but they're very small children. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis says discovery in legal terms is material. One side turns over to another after an indictment to level the playing field before trial. And in the YSL gang racketeering case in which Jeffrey Williams, better known as the megastar rapper Young Thug, is the best known of more than two dozen defendants, the DA's office has discovered a discovery document and part of a cooperating witnesses statement made it onto social media and the life of that witness a cooperating YSL associate and that witnesses children are in jeopardy as a result Ms. Willis says authorities are still investigating who leaked the discovery material so now that you guys are reacquainted with our Fulton County DA check out what she had to say I'm not targeting anyone, but however, you do not get to uh, commit crimes in my county and then decide to brag on it, which you do that for a form of intimidation and to further the gang and not be held responsible. One of the lyrics in, used in this 
indictment. Just one of the lyrics is, me and my crew striking out, striking in all black. Send me the drop. We'll kick in the house. If we steal a car, we're going to take off the tag. Well, they kicking indoors, committing home invasions, uh, and now I'm using those lyrics that they're admitting to doing that. I'm going to continue to do that. People can continue to be angry about it. Um, I have some legal advice. Don't confess to crimes on rap lyrics if you do not want them used, or at least get out of my county. <laughs> she said, or at least get out of my county. However, part of me, you know, here's the tingling. I cannot disagree with her in this particular case. Although we do know that there are plenty of instances, probably more so than not, different songs that go viral where people did not actually mean what the heck they were saying. They weren't really talking about what they were rapping, but they weren't really doing what they were actually rapping. But in this particular case, she feels like things are lining up. So she's using the rap lyrics. And I think that her advice is absolutely correct. Do not talk about crimes that you did in your rap lyrics. And I also wonder what their statute of limitation is for things like this. Because honestly, if you're actually talking about what you did in rap lyrics and you just happened to do it last month, okay, fine. But if you did it like five years ago, are they still able to grab you? I might need to hit up an attorney on this or especially like an entertainment attorney on this because I got questions. However, how do you guys once again feel about her using those rap lyrics? I mean, obviously, if you're using rap lyrics to arrest people, you need to do it for different movies. You need to do it for all genres of music. Heck, you might even need to do it for certain sitcoms, right? However, in this particular case, we're talking about rap lyrics. So put your thoughts below. Do you feel like rap lyrics should be utilized in court, yay or nay. Now, recently, and honestly, I think it was over the weekend over at the VMAs, Irv Gotti stepped into the shade room to talk about why he keeps talking about Ashanti. Now, of course, this comes right off the heels of his, I want to say, Murder, Inc. documentary that I believe is showing on BET. Basically, I'm not going to show any clips because, you know, when you start showing clips from TV shows, that's when you're ready to get your channel taken down, okay? And we don't need that. We don't need that. Anywho, so basically, within some of these clips in some of these scenes within the show while documentary. Irv Gotti describes intimate moments that he had with Ashanti to where people felt like, you know, Ashanti was being preyed on. They're saying... <clears throat> There's a part where he talks about how, uh, you know, when they were in the studio, they started getting really, really close. And she would wear these super juicy leggings. And one day he decided to take her home. And once he took her home and she turned around to say goodbye, he kissed her. And apparently that was like, that's pretty much where it ended up starting out. Either way, this is what Irv Gotti had to say when the shade room actually asked him, good sir, why the hell do you keep talking about Shanti? Everyone's like, why he keep talking about Ashanti? So let the people know why you keep talking about Ashanti. Because that's why. You asking me. <laughs> that's a fair... Did I bring Ashanti up? Or did no. you just ask me, why you keep talking about Ashanti? Do you did it? I did it right now, but okay. in the song. So here, here's what I'm going to say. I wish Ashanti nothing but the best. I have no, nothing, this thing, I'm not hooked on Ashanti. I can't get over her. It's, it's, that's none of that just telling your story. I got paid to do a documentary on my life and on Murder Rink. If I didn't talk about Ashanti, you'd have been like, what type of bullshit is this that he didn't speak about? She's too important to Murder Rink and his life. They tried to me too me. They didn't try to me too you. I read the comments. What the comments? 
You know what the f they said. Stop it, Shade Room. Stop it, Shade Room. You the y'all the shadiest mother. <laughs> So in Irv Gotti's defense, he's saying that the reason why he keeps talking about Ashanti is because people keep asking him about it. And my whole tingling is that might be true. That might be true. But there is a way to talk about these things without basically making it seem like you were preying on this woman. You as a married man took this girl home. Wasn't she like 19 at the time, child? And obviously she was an adult, so it's not like it was illegal. But either way, um, you took this girl who was there to do music, kissed her and ended up basically starting a whole freaking affair. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, and, you know, part of me as someone that does interviews feels like I would rather him answer the question to get an attitude with people asking the question. Like, have you ever done an interview with someone? If you've done interviews anyways, and you just felt like, damn, I don't really know what topics I can or can't touch on. That happens so much with artists that are at a status of an Irv Gotti, right? And for him to be so willing to talk about this, it makes me wonder what he's not willing to talk about, right? So I'm wondering if his interviews are going to get more, not necessarily graphic, but if people are going to ask more personal questions, just to see if he's willing to speak on it. But furthermore, I'm actually waiting for Ashanti to do an interview and get asked about it. With that being said, we're going to go to another commercial break. And when we come back, child, we, <laughs> we got to talk about this monkeypox situation. Okay, a guy decided to pretend he had monkeypox. And I don't know if it necessarily went in his favor or if it didn't. But we're going to talk about it only right here on Rewind with Besa. Hey guys, Basa Gordon here, and before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more, before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. Welcome back to Rewind with Besa. Now, as disturbing as monkeypox is, I don't even know why you would pretend to have it, but this guy decided to pretend to have it, okay? It was literally all a lie. Man who went viral for visiting McDonald's with monkeypox reveals it was all fake. Now, I'm not going to front. When I first saw this going on social media, first of all, I was hella irritated and I started to itch. But then, for some reason, I was looking at the monkeypox and I felt like they looked a little off. I felt that they looked a little off, okay? So we're going to play the original video first, and then we will come back and actually play the video of what the heck really went down. What's good, y'all? Um, my bad I'm not in the house. I had to go make a McDonald's run because I ain't got no groceries. You know, I ain't had no food. But I just wanted to make this video to remind y'all to be careful who you fuck with. Because not everybody you fuck with is going to fuck with you. Not everybody you look out for is going to look out for you. Shit, you might show up for the wrong motherfucker at the wrong place at the wrong time and end up with the fucking monkey pots. And then who's going to be there to look out for you? Nobody. So at the end of the day, just choose yourself. All I wanted to do was spread a little bit of positive energy. Um... I'm now in my house. I'm bored. So y'all can stop tripping and leave me alone. Now, here's the tingling. He has a reason 
has a reason for why he would cause such uproar. Like, in a day and age where you post something on TikTok and all you have to do is use a proper trending sound for it to go viral, there's only certain kinds of attention that you really want to take in. Like, I would never pretend to have monkeypox, but that's what this guy did. Check out his reasoning for why he pretended to have monkeypox and go to a McDonald's at that. What's good, y'all? Just to let y'all know, the person who took my payment was absolutely fine. And yeah, this was just a promo gone wrong. I would have revealed this sooner, but I was just taking input left and right and didn't know what the hell to do. Just to give you a quick brief of what this was all about, I have unique and unconventional marketing methods when it comes to promoting my music. And I usually try to tie the marketing around the premise of the song. This time the song was called Choose Yourself, so I was trying to market it in a way where it displays a person choosing himself regardless of how other people feel about it. Unfortunately, it didn't translate that way and people just end up getting mad at me. My followers didn't get upset because they understand my marketing schemes, but unfortunately the video went viral and it attracted people who didn't understand. For example, this is another time where I promoted my song with parking tickets and it went viral. People started off upset, but eventually grew a liking. I thought that would happen this time, but unfortunately not. It's more to the story. Follow for more. I think it's so unfortunate that in 2022, you feel that you have to be gimmicky to get your music out there. And what sucks is that if that was his song just playing in the background, he actually has really good music. Like, why do you need to do all of this to get people's attention? I mean, obviously you got the attention. Hopefully you're in, you're able to get the attention that you want because you guys know, you know what happens with things like this, okay? Let me see if I can find this real quick. Hold on. The girl that did the whole pink sauce thing that went viral on TikTok and people were saying it was exploding. Child, she's working with Dave's Gourmet at this point, okay? In their statement, they literally said that they love or would love to work with, you know, influencer that has a great following and just doesn't necessarily know how to make commercial sauces. Like, basically, they're going to do all of the hard work for her. And I'm not necessarily saying she's just going to be the face of it but that's what I have a feeling in this particular instance is going to basically end up being end up becoming why am I saying all of that I'm saying all of this because if his music is actually good now that he's freaking gone viral who is to say that Capitol Records won't pull up on him I mean shoot they just got done signing an AI they dropped him they obviously have an open spot on the Rasta so they might as well pull him up if he's actually has some good music and if he's actually able to hold an audience so i know in moments like this people get mad pissed off like oh my god why would you do that I, I, I. for me as a normal person i've seen that i was mad freaked out because at that moment i said well what state is he in because first of all i don't even go to mcdonald's however outside of me not going to mcdonald's you do something like that you don't even have on a mask you done literally infected every goddamn body else that goes to mcdonald's that day everybody else that they come in contact with that day and furthermore and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger so in this particular case thankfully it was a hoax so with that being said what is today today is tuesday august 30th so if he ends up getting a freaking contract within like the next month or a couple weeks I'm not going to be shocked, okay? Because if his music is good, I haven't checked it out yet, child. I have not. But if his music is good, 
I will not be surprised if he actually ends up getting a freaking music deal, okay? Anywho, let me guys know what you guys think about this hoax. And honestly, you guys, at some point, we are going to talk about people that do things for the gram. But that is not going to be tonight because this episode is already way longer than it's supposed to be, okay? So with that being said, we're going to go to another commercial break. And then when we come back, we are going to end today's episode of Rewind with Besa. All right, that is it for today's episode of Rewind with Besa. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what your favorite topic was and let me know if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about in future episodes. In the meantime, in between time, the only thing I want to tell you guys is make sure that you take time for yourself. Make sure that you take time to get space for yourself. Make sure that you take time to do those little things that you love. For me, my favorite, favorite, favorite way to relax is to take a bath. It doesn't even need to be a bubble bath, honestly. I'm not even really a bubble bath person because I hate cleaning the bathtub afterwards. However, I love a good salt bath with essential oils, uh, some candles, okay? Uh, my little vape pen, some water, maybe even some tea. That is how I relax. I'll also do like a tarot reading for, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I might watch my Scorpio reading, which is my sun. I might watch an Aries reading, which is my moon. Might even do like a Pisces reading, which is my rising. I'm probably gonna end up watching a moon because we just recently had a new moon in Pisces. Nope, our new moon was in Virgo. Um, so I might end up doing that later on tonight. However, otherwise, find do something that makes you feel good, you guys. We just have so much craziness going on. Because, for example, today I went on Facebook just to see one of my friends hurting because one of his relatives committed suicide. Like the suicide rate, I don't know what the actual numbers is, but they have to be rising. Okay. I don't remember ever seeing this much of it on my social media. And maybe, maybe there was more of it at the top of the pandemic, but I don't think that it was as many people that are actually around me. They're not necessarily people that I know, okay? But they're people that I can see on social media when someone goes on and writes a status about it, right? So there's a lot of people that are really hurting out here. There's a lot of people that just have so many things going on. And honestly, we just really all need to be nicer to each other, okay? We need to all have more patience with each other. Check on your strong friends, okay? I know it's so easy to check on that friend or that cousin that's always ranting and raving and lightweight crying for attention online. But what about those friends that are always carrying all your damn weight? What about those friends that is always carrying everyone else's weight? What about those friends that are just not able to grieve on their own because somebody always needs something from them? And they're not the type to ever say no. And sometimes you really can't say no. But here's the thing. When the heck do you take your moment to heal? When do you take your moment for yourself? And at this day and age, somehow, some way, at some point, even if it's on your car ride home while you sit in traffic, you have to find a way to take some time for yourself and just declutter all the crap that you have in your head, okay? Just declutter it. And check on those strong friends. Check on those friends that you typically would think wouldn't even need any help. The friends that you typically think always have it together. The friends that you always go to for advice. Check on them. One day, just randomly call them. Send them a text. Hey, girl. Hey, big homie. I just want to see how you're doing. Is there anything I can do for you? Let me tell you something. <laughs> even if they say oh my God, I'm good. There's nothing you can do, but I appreciate it. There could be something that they need. It might be something that they know that you're not personally able to do for them. But sometimes when you are literally everyone's backbone and there is no one to really be your backbone, that one little text, 
that one little fist bump to be like, bro, how are you really doing that shit? That that can really bring someone down to their core. And you might see the strongest person that, you know, break down crying because they're dealing with so much and everyone needs everything from them. So who do they go to, especially if they don't have a therapist? So check on your strong friends just as much as you check on your weak friends. Maybe not as much, but, you know, every at least quarterly. OK, check on your strong friends, especially these days with all of the crazy energies that's going on. So anywho, you guys, this episode is absolutely long enough. OK, I know that I said these were going to be 30 minute episodes, but I don't know. I guess it just really depends on the day. Either way, I hope that you guys have an amazing rest of your Tuesday. Like I said, if there's anything else going on the event wise that I should know about, definitely drop it below. If there's anything that we talked about today, definitely drop your thoughts to low. And of course, until tomorrow, make sure that you keep your energy high. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.